Welcome to Real Estate Pro Tips and Strategies. The theme is how to buy a home or sell a home in a changing real estate market. Hi, my name is Pete Sabine and I'm here with my team partner, Leslie Whitney. We are real estate professionals with Compass and the five-star real estate team here in the San Francisco Bay Area. We want to share with you our real estate expertise to give you a competitive edge and provide insight with useful information so you can make an informed decision for your next home purchase. Leslie and I break down the most important aspects of real estate. Future podcasts will reveal how to navigate as a home buyer or seller. Let's begin our podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of Real Estate Pro Tips and Strategies. I'm Leslie Whitney. I'm here with Pete Sabine. The topic today is the advantages of professional property management. Owning rental property can be a powerful investment strategy to build wealth and provide passive income with significant income tax benefits. Being a landlord requires effort and dedication. Tenant landlord laws are complex and constantly changing. If you live far away from your rental property or have other personal commitments, hiring a property management company can be a good option. A professional property manager can relieve you of the burden and hassle of managing your income investment properties. This ensures timely payment of rent, proper maintenance of the home, and fewer problems during the tenancy period. Today we have a guest. With us is Joe Stokely. Joe is the broker owner of Stokely Properties in San Francisco Bay Area City of Pleasant Hill. Joe, how did you get involved with property management? Well, thanks for having me on your show today. Um, it was an accident. If you ask any property manager, any broker that started a property management company, uh, nobody uh, nobody I've come across with said, ever since I was a kid, I wanted to get into property management. <laughs> no, nobody, nobody ever says that. So um, we started our business back in 2009, uh, and coincidentally enough, like so many other property management companies, that I've uh, that I've met over the years. Uh, that was during the recession, and uh, my wife and I owned <clears throat> rental properties ourselves, managing our own properties. And we were like uh, out of work at that time. We we're like, okay, what are we going to do here? And what are we what are we good at? What what did we think we were good at? And we had a pretty good handle. We believed, and I keep saying what what we thought we were and believed was in property management because managing your own rental properties and then working with the public managing theirs totally day and night. So, uh, I mean, we did a pretty good job having our own properties, but when we said, hey, let's start this as a professional business and offer our services to the public, um, we, we, there was just a lot to learn. I mean, what we know today and what we didn't know then, it, it's like a world of difference. So, hmm. uh, so we accidentally got into business, and uh, but I'm glad we did because it's, it's been a really rewarding uh, business. It's a really uh, interesting industry. How long has it been? Uh, we started Stokely Properties Inc. back in 2009, so uh, 11 years. Okay. Yeah. Wow, time goes by fast. I know. Yeah. Do you remember? I right. mean, yeah, yeah, I thought, yeah. well, it was like five years ago. Yeah. No, it's almost 10. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's amazing. Uh, yeah, the time flies um, because we started off with zero. We started off with zero properties. My wife and I, Sheila, she's my business partner, and we started off in our garage, uh, like Hewitt Packard or, or Disney <laughs> or Apple. And uh, but we we had a we just weren't in our garage. We had a like little office set up there. But um, so anyway, uh, that's what we started off just the two of us, and we've grown the business, and we're managing over seven hundred properties now. And now we work in a real office building. Great. And yeah, which which makes a big difference than working out of our house. Great. 
Yeah, so that's that's great. And I think you have a unique advantage. There are a lot. Would you agree that a lot of property management companies are small, like mom and pop organizations? There's a lot of those, and and some may not have what I call skin in the game with their own portfolio of properties. Mm -hmm. But you're different in that you came into the business with your own portfolio and you had that background as being a property owner. And so I think that helps somebody in your business be able to see and feel what it's like to own properties, you know, as opposed to just, you know, being a concept and never having that experience. I I think it's really important uh, when, uh, I mean, you hit it right on the head there with that as far as, uh, I like to be able to honestly empathize with people to say, I, I, I feel your pain or I know what you're like, what you're going through, because over the years, uh, we've experienced a lot of different things when it comes to being a landlord. So I do believe that's a, a benefit to our clients that we honestly can say, hey, we have rental properties and we had this experience or this happened to us one time or whatever. I don't think there's anything wrong with somebody that owns a property management company, and if they don't own investment property themselves, they they might be just really great managers of other people's property. I, but I I believe that we have an edge, or a, uh, we just bring extra knowledge to the table that we also own investment properties ourselves. And you still do, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we still do. Still very active in um, the real estate investment world. Um, it's changing. I think, uh, and maybe you'll hit on this later, but I, I think probably now moving forward more than ever, <clears throat> uh, having a professional property management company is really could be necessary right. for, for your average person. Uh, you're, uh, earlier you are talking about like mom and pop um, property management uh, companies. So in the time that we started our business, it's really changed a lot. Uh, I like to think when I got involved in the business, I revolutionized. No, I'm kidding. Everything gets more complicated <laughs> yeah, yeah, whenever yeah. you're in the right, picture. Right. When I'm here, it gets super goofy and weird. So, <laughs> no, it's just that during this 10 years, uh, the the industry has really evolved and it's become more professional. Uh, technology's played a huge role within it. Um, there's so many really uh, helpful um super productive technology tools that have been designed that really play well for property management, like really change the, the, the whole um, atmosphere of of the, uh, of the, of the industry for its benefit. So a lot of people, um, companies, uh, and it doesn't matter if you're small or big, if you have a hundred properties or a thousand properties, whatever it is, um, the industry has definitely changed a lot than it was like 10 years ago. And I think technology has, has made that happen a lot. Right. Same yeah. as in real estate in general. Exactly. Question. But but there's some people, there are some people that are still, you know, in the 1970s, I'm sure there's some realtors like that, but if you're going to be competitive, if you're going to be out there and put yourself out there in the world, like we are as a service, as a, like we, we want to grow, we want to expand our business. I'm not happy just staying where we're at. So if you, if you have that mentality, you have to change with the times you have to have the up-to-date type of tools to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to provide to your customers, you know, to right. help them manage their properties, rent their properties and do a good job for them. If you don't do that, if you are resistant to change, I think it, it's just yeah. extremely difficult for somebody to compete. 
Yeah, right. that makes sense. So what areas, uh, what locations do you cover in the Bay Area? So our office is located uh, at the Stokely Tower, as I call it. At, uh, <laughs> yeah. where, uh, we have an office in downtown Pleasant Hill at 2300 Contra Costa Boulevard. And what we like to do is we take that office as the center of the universe and we go a half an hour radius outside of that. So anything that it takes about a 30-minute car ride um, from our office is the area that we cover. So, you know, we're not going to San Jose. We're not going to Sacramento. It's just too far of a trip to go back and forth. So the the greater Contra Costa County area, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, I would say, you know, a lot of the East Bay, but for sure Contra Costa. Yeah. So your cities of, you know, Pleasant Hill, Walnut Creek, you know, we go out to Antioch, Arinda, all the way down to, uh, you know, Danville, Ceremony area down there. So, you know, there's a lot of property. Yeah. And a lot of different yeah. property management companies that that work in that area. So there's plenty to keep you busy. Mm-hmm. Thirty minutes doesn't sound far, but that's a ton of. That's in a the Bay territory. Area, that's a lot yeah. of. Yeah. Well, I try to. You yeah. know, what we try to do is like, uh, hey, if we got to show a property or meet an owner there or meet a vendor, uh, you know, whatever, we don't want to be tied up on the road all day for for right. one property. So if we keep them close by, we're yeah. we're just more efficient that way. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so describe to us, what's a typical day or a week like for a property manager? So, so I, um, I'm not a, I'm not a property manager. Right. Okay. Uh, we own a property management company, a typical day for, uh, we have four uh, licensed property managers uh, that work with us and uh, okay. they've been uh, Jill who's worked with us for 10 years. So she's a, a real pro really knows the business very well. And, um, and all of our all of our people are all, all pros, um, but you have to have a real estate license to practice mm-hmm. property management because you're dealing with contracts, you're dealing with negotiations, you're talking you're talking terms, you're talking money. So you have to have a real estate license mm-hmm. to do that. And uh, the typical day would be, um, you know, showing properties, um, you know, properties that we have available. Though we do that electronically as well too, so we have a self-showing service. I can talk about that later right. too. But um, you know, screening people, uh, fielding phone calls. Talk, our number one priority is to communicate with our owners. Without our owners, our clients, we wouldn't be in business. So right. um, that is a must. That you know, if you have ten phone calls, you got to make the, the first call. You got to make is to your owner. Get back to them. Right. Answer their questions. Let them know what's going on. Dealing with the residents if they have any issues dealing with our vendors. So um, it, it's, it, it's a, it's a fast paced day. It, mm-hmm. It's, it's not the same old, same old. There's always something different. Mm-hmm. And you are the person that the tenant calls, right? If anything arrives, not you, not you. Personally, oh, they call me. Um, <laughs> everybody calls me if they want to talk to me. I'm, I'm there. I'm there. Um, but yeah, so what we do uh, primarily what we're offering to our clients is we are like, I say the PG and E for, for these houses. So okay. uh, if, uh, if the resident, who's living at the house, has an issue, you know, doesn't always have to be a problem, but you know, if they right. have a problem or whatever, they're contacting us. We're the buffer between uh, the renter and the owner. Uh, most right. owners, you know, for whatever their reasons, they don't want to be um, troubled with, with the issues of the property. Right. That's what they have us for. So mm-hmm. if, uh, if okay. the people live in there, like a dog barking. A neighbor's dog is barking. Yeah, a neighbor, a neighbor's dog. Yeah, I mean, th- that's a great one. Like, a neighbor's dog's barking. Yeah. Like, call the police. I mean, it's like, <laughs> right, we, we, we only have so much power, but it, yeah. it's, it's a trip. 
how many people call us thinking that we have those type of yes. powers, you know? Yeah. And I'm always like, hey, you know, like, it'd be nice if you went over and knocked on the door and introduced yeah. yourself and said, can you have your, you, you probably don't know this, but your dog's barking like all day long when you're gone at work. Uh -huh. Like do that first, right. you know, before we have to escalate it. But, um, you know, I mean, really it, it, it's, it's everything really all kinds of stuff, but we're, we are there to, uh, service our client. So anything that takes place with the home. So, Typically, the resident calls, hey, my dishwasher doesn't work. It, it's old. You know, you're right. It's 30 years old. Let's see if we can get you a new one. Mm -hmm. And we'll call the owner and say, hey, it's time for a new dishwasher. We can handle all that for you. Mm -hmm. You don't have to run down to yeah. Sears and pick it up. We'll do the whole nine yards. So That's nice. That's, oh, it's that's great. That's worth a lot, especially if the owner is elsewhere. Currently. Well, that's what I was going to say. We have people, uh, we're... I want to say it's like Stokely Global. Not that we're working on, <laughs> not that we have properties around the world, but we have people that own properties right, that are living around the whole world. So people live in different countries, different continents, but even people live down the street. They might yeah. as well be in another part of the world. They they just don't want to deal with it. Right. Okay. So yeah, I think it's very helpful. Yeah. So um, what would you say would be the most important qualifications for a property manager? Well, I think... You have to be a good communicator, yeah, and you have to have good time management. You don't have to know, I think, uh, coming into the business, uh, if, uh, whatever you know about real estate or, uh, or the rental market, that is helpful, but you can be an expert in that and have cruddy communication right. skills right. and cruddy time management skills, and you're going to sink. Uh, the people that are efficient at it and then do really well with it, they have really good time management skills. you got to multitask. You got lots of things going on and you got to be a good communicator. You got to communicate with people, um, uh, properties that we pick up. If we have clients, potential clients calling and saying, Hey, I'm, I'm looking for a new property management company. I'm, I'm, I'm not happy with the one I'm with. I, the first question is like, why, why, why are you leaving? And it's typically not because, um, Oh, you know, the renters vandalized my property. I mean, that, that doesn't ever happen. That's very rare or they're not collecting rent. It's because of bad communication. Mm -hmm. And I've called my agent or I call my property manager and they never call me back. Right. And I'm always asking questions and, and it's fair to, for somebody to go like, what, what else don't I know what's going on? You know, like right. there other problems I'm unaware of. So that's typically the reason poor communication customer service too basically yep. Yep. good yeah. customer it, service it, 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 that's all part of it yeah. you know the good customer service is good communication so i so that that's what i think is really important i can take somebody that has those skills and teach them the industry yeah mm -hmm. well I, I i agree with you i've had out of state rental properties and every one of them after i bought them i turned over to professional property management services for a lot of reasons. I'm not there. I'm, can't, I'm not close. I can't take care of things quickly when things go wrong, and they do. Um, but when you trust your properties to an outsider, if you don't have the communication, you're completely in the dark. Yep. I mean, you can't do a drive-by to see what's going on. It's just... It's you're a, totally relying yeah. on them for everything. Mm -hmm. Hey, you call me, send pictures, send me an email. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're totally at their mercy. Right. It's yeah. almost like a lifeline to your property, mm -hmm. basically. Mm -hmm. And it really is important yeah. to and, have and, that. And also the fact that they're in charge of collecting rent. And I know we'll talk about that later, but, mm -hmm. you know, who, who's holding on to that money and where is it? And what's the risk there? There, there might, maybe not, hopefully, but there could be a, a risk to that money. Well, <laughs> there, there is. And we'll touch on this later, but... 
You mentioned that in, in California, you need a license to be part of your team to deal with contracts and all of that. There are places in our country where a license isn't required. And I own property in one particular state. And um, uh, I can tell you some horror stories where in an unlicensed, unregulated area like the state of Idaho. <laughs> well, wait a minute. You weren't going to mention that. State. <laughs> but is, I that did. Part, is that part of the United States? Yeah, I, I, I think know. they seceded <laughs> after the election. Uh, <clears throat> but, uh, you know, I had a bad experience with the property manager who decided that, you know, it's time to retire and because I'm holding all of these security deposits for the property owners, I'm going to send a letter saying that in three weeks we're done. I'll send you your last rent check, but you're going to, your account's going to be short by the coincidental amount of your security deposit. So I discovered the hard way, figuring out, calling the authority, saying, hey, what's going on? I went to the Department of Real Estate. They said, sorry, they're unregulated. We can't do anything about it. You can file a lawsuit if you want. But that costs money. My point is, is that there are some areas where it is unregulated. California is a heavily regulated state, as you well know, to do business here for any reason. Everything's regulated, in some cases overregulated. And there are some consumer protectionisms that are good for people. And the fact that you should be licensed or have to be licensed, I think, is a plus. Oh, absolutely. Uh, no, I think uh, I think it helps. Uh, uh, give more uh, credibility to the industry. Uh, you know, like, you know, you have to study to, to pass an exam and they just don't hand them out to everybody and you have to have um, ongoing education. Um, so, no, and, and, and there's a higher authority to report to. There's the Department of Real Estate. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, right. everybody that works with us, they're not doing it as a hobby. I mean, that's their livelihood. Right. If they were to ever lose their license for some reason, or if I were to lose mine, I mean, that would be catastrophic. I mean, that that, mm -hmm. that would be over. So anytime over the years I've had people wanting to try to game the system or whatever, hey, can you do this for me? I, I, and I'm, I have no problem looking in the eye and say, no, I'm not going to do that. I go, that's a violation. And sorry, you know, you're not worth me losing my license over. Mm -hmm. Okay, like, bam, right then and there. So yeah, uh, because that's the authority that the... Uh, the commissioner and the department of real estate has, they, they, there's all kinds of cruddy things they can do to make your life miserable. Right. right. Exactly. S similar to real estate. Um, so on that note, uh, NARPM is that national association of property management. Oh, the national association and of residential property, uh, that, yeah, residential yeah, property. NARPM. Yeah, NARPM. Mm -hmm. NARPM. And, mm -hmm. um, why does belonging to NARPM benefit a property owner? Well, so the property owner, benefits having the property manager being a member of it because okay. uh, when Sheila and I started our business, whatever, 10 years ago, um, a fellow property manager introduced themselves to us and said, oh, you should join NARPM. And NARPM's not like a household word, you know, like I never heard of it. Me either. And uh, so I'm like, oh, what, what's that? So anyway, we're really glad we did. Uh, we got heavily involved in it. So we joined our uh, Alameda Contra Costa chapter and uh, both my wife and I at different times, we served on the board. I was their uh, president. And, um, and it, what's great is I think it's the best of the best of the property management companies that, that join that. There's no law or rule that you have to join this organization, but I think the people who do do so to be good at what they, what they're doing. I mean, if you're going to do it, do it good. Mm -hmm. And we've learned, we've learned more probably from the NARPN organization, how to run a successful property management business than, than anything else. Uh, the members are super giving, Super, uh, super helpful. All good people, and uh, 
So we, you know, we know and work with, I think, the, the best companies in the East Bay that are members um, that, that practice good business practices. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the reason I would tell somebody to join is if you want to make your business better, mm -hmm. if you want to be like the best you can at your business, mm -hmm. learn the do's and don'ts, <clears throat> that's a no brainer. You have to join it. So this is for a property owner who's managing their own property. No, 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 no. no. Nar that's a good question. Well, because yeah. NARPM, so. NARPM, um, no, if you own your own property, yeah. uh, no, you have to, you, you own a property management company. So okay. you're like me, a broker owner right, that, right. That, that's managing the pub, other people's properties. Right. There's other organizations for individual uh, property owners uh, that that want to get that type of help. And one of them is called the AOA, the Apartment Owners Association. And I can talk about that later. But NARPM is strictly for, okay. for is membership of a, a, a property management company. So it's like a real estate, a realtor that's licensed that belongs to the California Association of right. Realtors or the National Association of Realtors. Along with that goes with it a higher standard of care, ethics, all of those things, um, the training, the education, all of those resources that we benefit from as realtors. It's kind of the same idea with property managers. And it, it, it's exactly like that. And it's all real estate, it's just that we're in the property management mm -hmm. zone and, and uh, real estate re realtors are in the buying and selling of properties. What's interesting is what you said there is there's as much information out there as you're willing to want to learn or take advantage of. So there's some people that belong the NARPM or the Association of Realtors, and they don't participate in the conventions or go to the meetings or read the emails. <laughs> so you're going to get less out of it. You can be a member, but if you don't take a little bit of time right. to study or, or, or get involved, you're only going to learn so much. So um, I don't want to say we're fanatical and you know, went to every little thing, but you know, we've, we've, we've gone to, uh, they have the California convention, which is super helpful. They have, you know, classes. And so just not going to these different conventions and going to the, um, uh, the breakout sessions, the, the classroom, they might be talking about different things, but what I got just as much information out of is just meeting and talking with other fellow mm -hmm. broker owners in different mm -hmm. parts of the state. Like, mm -hmm. because yeah, what's really sure. great is like, Hey, how do you, how did you do this? Or, right. So you, you, from listening to other people's experiences, can avoid making mistakes, avoid going down those paths, going like, hey, those, those three guys tried that. That didn't work very well. We're not going to try it. We're not going to try to do something that right. doesn't work. But, but these guys did that. Or meeting, meeting really uh, helpful vendors, you know, just, mm -hmm. just everything. So getting involved in those type of network groups um, has been really beneficial to us. Okay. Got it. So how do you provide ongoing and timely communication with your property owners? Well, um, let's see. What do we, we do several things. I mean, I just don't do one thing, but we do like uh, I try to do monthly video newsletters. Wow. Uh, updates, you know, uh, they might not always come out every month, but yeah. monthly. Yeah. <laughs> Bi-monthly. Yeah. 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 People. Um, I've, yeah, the people like the videos. Um, huh. Plus, I'm so good looking. They just can't <laughs> stop. So, so, but it's they rather than read, they can watch and listen. Oh. Mm -hmm. And you keep them short. And uh, but, like for instance, the last one I did was before the uh, the election. We were talking about Proposition 21, and I was telling people, hey, you know, this this is to your detriment or your benefit. Vote no on this. Vote yes on this. On that because there was like three propositions on the ballot that directly affected real estate owners pocketbooks mm -hmm. and uh 
it was really cool. All the all the responses I got back, like yeah. I got several, you know, three, whatever, how many hundreds of people opened that up? Yeah. And a lot, hey, thank you. That's great information. I don't assume that just because they own properties, they know, right. uh, the, the vote no on Proposition 21. They might have thought, no, voting yes is good. No, yeah, it's that, bad. Yeah, confusing a little it bit. Is, yeah, of course. Yeah. So there, I was there to help them, to guide <laughs> them in the right direction. So, so we do that, you know. Um, we do, uh, you know, we, I mean, they're really constantly being touched all the time, mm -hmm. depending on if something happens with the property, the doorbell breaks and there's a work order. They, they're, they're always being informed of what's going on. So it's not like they only hear from us when they get the rent check every month. There's, <laughs> right. there's other things going on. So we're constantly, they're always reminded that we're there working for them or doing something for them. Mm -hmm. But as far as a proactive, um, outreach to let them know like hey because no one's going to toot your horn as much you know you got to toot your own horn you got to remind yeah. them what how wonderful you are so <laughs> when we do the uh the newsletters we're letting them know what we're doing you know what mm -hmm. other things we're doing reminding them like you know because i i like it I, I it's just this is a fun job i like talking with people and um if people are like oh you know like collect, you know collect i can i can find my own renter and collect my own rent i go yeah that's easy I said, right. anybody, I mean, I downplay, I go, anybody can do that. Yeah. You know, that's easy. I go, the hard part is when other things happen that that's what's, that's right. what you don't know, you know? Right. And that, and we, and our, so collecting rents is not a problem. If that was a problem for us, I wouldn't want to do this business because that would give you brain damage. So uh, by the fifth of the month, every month we collect 97% of all of our rents mm -hmm. done over. Shouldn't be a problem. Uh, finding good tenants for the properties is not a problem. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, but things like uh, what, what we like to do to remind people is we help people stay out of trouble, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. like it, things that can cost you money. So like, Hey, you really got to fix that, whatever rain gutter, or, you know, you got to have the right insurance or, or whatever, right. you know, to uh, things you don't think about. So right. that's what I think, what, what our true value is. Okay. Yeah. And what is Appfolio and how does that benefit the property owner and tenants? The uh, Appfolio is a software system. It's specifically in, uh, been developed just for property management industry. So it's not like QuickBooks where you use that for whatever you want. So Appfolio uh, has been around probably for 10 or 15 years. Um, when we first started a business, we used some, I don't even know what it was called, but some cruddy <laughs> software system. And um, Sheila, my business partner, she uh, at one of these conventions went popping around looking at like there's got to be something better. And that's when we and there's lots of different mm -hmm. <clears throat> software systems out there. But at Folio, um, that that checked all the boxes for us as far as what we needed to do. And what you do is you you run your entire company through at Folio. Everything goes in and out of that Folio. Accounting, everything, all that stuff. advertising, accounting. It's like a giant file cabinet. Mm -hmm. So. It's it's the whole database. It's it's everything with the company, and they've in it's it's in the cloud. So it's not like um, mm -hmm. you know it's always being evolved. Right. It's always growing. So they've kept up with the times. But it, but it, I think that's probably one of the if not the best property management software system. And it, it's super user friendly. So everybody is on it. Uh, Stokely Properties is on it. Our vendors are on it. The renters are on it as far as oh. doing work orders. They have a portal to pay their rent. So it's, oh, okay. everybody's using it. At different. We have the keys to everything. Right. Everybody doesn't have access to everything that we have. Right. But everybody for their own specific needs is using Appfolio. So renters and property owners 
Each yes. Process. Property owners are, are uh, you know, they can receive their payments from that. They can make um, contributions if, you know, whatever, we're doing some renovation in our house, they can pay through Appfolio. Right. They have their whole history of the everything on the right. property. Through, so they don't have to call us. They can if they want, but they can call us or just go to Appfolio and every, the whole history of everything's there. And so for the tenant, and, and you call them residents. I, I like, uh, yeah, I mean, a tenant kind of sounds like <laughs> chimney sweepers in old London, you know, like yeah. in the 17th century. So, you know, uh, a renter or a tenant just sounds not as... Uh, like a second-class citizen. Totally, yeah, and they're super important. And uh, so they're residents. They're, they're residing in these properties. Yeah, that's a good name. And, um, yeah, I just think it shows a little bit more respect. Mm -hmm. I think so. Yeah. And what, what's nice about that is that the resident can log on, and if something's broken, they can just send a message, right? And it mm -hmm. gets to you, and you respond, oh, and they can pay their rent through there, mm -hmm. right? So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's really good for everybody, the property owner, property manager, the resident, everybody it, wins. It is, with the, it, well, going back to, like, technology, uh, they, they these different companies, different people, the property management industry has really been a great place for people with these ideas to implement this technology, because... It, it works on so many different areas and it's really made the business easier. But what it's made it, what it's made it, what's happened, it's made it more efficient. So maybe if you were a property manager 20 or 30 years ago, you by yourself could only handle probably like a hundred properties. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you're done. There's just no more time in the day. Right. But if you utilize it's out there and if you don't use it, it's not helping. But if you utilize the technology the proper way, you can double, triple your productivity. Mm -hmm. And that, that's what it's all about. So, yeah. so that's what we're doing. We, we lean very heavily on like the Appfolios or the Rentleys. That's our self-showing system. And um, whatever, whatever things that make sense out there, we utilize it. And it, it makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. But just not for us, but also for our owners and yeah. for the, the people that live in the properties. Right. Mm -hmm. So this goes in the next question. So how do you provide reporting for property owner accounting? So that comes through Appfolio. Yep. But but part of that, too, is also <clears throat> as a property owner, it's an investment, right? And in your investment, you need to measure its performance. So the accounting part of it can help somebody determine whether or not you've got a positive or a negative investment in your portfolio, right? Through all the accounting. Oh, absolutely. We get we get monthly reports as well as a year end report that it's uh, like you can take that to your CPA. So it's all broken out expenses. You know, it's like a P&L yeah. uh, on, on the whole property. So it is, it's a business. These rental houses, they're businesses. So that's the way we like to run it. And, uh, and, and that's the part that makes it fun for me personally is helping people uh, improve their performance or build their portfolio. So, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, you got all that there and, and, mm -hmm. and they got to be paying attention to that uh, or they, or they shouldn't be in the game, you know, because, <laughs> right. because it, it, you know, so mo most of the people we're pretty over the years uh, have um, kind of fine tuned our client. We're not there for everybody. We're not mm -hmm. the property manager for everybody and mm -hmm. fix every problem. I, that's not what I want to do. And the I would say all of our clients, all of their properties are positive cash flowing. Uh, I, I'm not, I can't help people that are, you know, uh, that shouldn't be property investors. If they don't have money to fix a problem or take care of things that need to be attended to, uh I can't help them. That, that, right. That's not my client. Right. Because people are living in these houses and it's, it starts off with, mm -hmm. hey, uh, that that type of owner, if they have the same values that, that we have, 
it, it's it's great. But if you don't have that, then right. the whole relation there's not going to be much of a, of a relationship because they're probably not going to uh, if they don't take care of their property, repair things that need to be repaired, fix things up that need to be fixed up. If they don't do that, and we were to take somebody on like that, like a client, what kind of property do we have to market? Right. Probably not a very nice property. And whoever would want to move in and live in that property is probably not going to be an ideal resident. And right. that's just problems, you know, just on every yeah. level. And there is a market for that probably. There's other people who there's might sure. be willing there's to do that. Like that there's, there's people that can do that yeah. but a long time ago. I'm like, yeah, that's not yeah. that's not who I am. That's not who I want to represent. But also I think by not by having higher standards, you know, we avoid a lot of those type of yeah. uh, that brain damage because that wears on you. That that's that's, that's no fun. Right. And so as a tenant, there's nothing worse than coming home to a house that's falling apart because you're powerless. <laughs> it's It says right in your agreement, you can't fix anything without permission. And even if you knew how and even if you wanted to and even if you want to spend your own money on someone else's house, technically you can't. Right. So unless that landlord is willing and able to fix it, everything's falling apart around you, yet you're expected to pay full rent while the house is falling apart, yeah. you know? And so you have to wait till your lease is up and then you move and that's no, you know, it's just, it's yeah. not and, good for anybody. No, and the property management is in the middle of that. So they're the ones feeling yeah. those. So if that ever happens and not to say we never had any problems ever, but if you ever had a situation like that, you know, you, you make it real clear to the owner what their responsibility is and, you know, why we ever got hooked up together and, now this this hasn't happened, or if it's happened, it, it's very frequent. But if some property owner did not do what they're supposed to do or refused to do these things, I would have to say I can't help you anymore. I'm done because mm -hmm. with NARPM they have a uh, um, you know standards right. or uh, ethics, you know, yeah. and uh, to to the residents, you know, to be yeah. professional. So, and I'm sure I've had to do this, and uh, you know, call up the the people that live in the house and say I'm sorry, I had to fire our client. You know, I don't know what to tell you to do, but I want to let you know we were out. They didn't do this. Yeah. And I'm sorry. And, you know, blah, 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 whatever. It very it doesn't happen very okay. often. Um, but, yeah, if that if that were to happen, um, you, you're real clear with with the owner, what their responsibility is. Mm -hmm. like, you you got to fix this. You know, it's not yeah. like kick it the can down the road, because what happens is. um Remember the the owners hired us so they don't have to interact with the with the people living there. So the residents don't have their phone number. They're right. calling us. Right. right. That's so, what I mean. You're so the, yeah, you're so the, we're in the middle. So the, if it's something's broken and we're waiting for the yeah. owner to give us an calls. approval to fix it, the whole time every day, twice yeah. a day, you got the people. Hey, yeah. the air conditioner or the heater or whatever. But we don't have those problems. Yeah. Because I think we do a really yeah. good job communicating. Yeah, and setting expectations. Starting expectations. We have very low expectations. So, yeah, there we go. So, no, yeah. no, we so, never get disappointed. No, so, yeah, exactly. But, well, but that's kind of how we handle things. Okay. And so on that note, what types of properties do you manage? I mean, single family, mm -hmm. apartments. And yeah. Then we, we, we manage all those. Um, the majority of the properties that we manage are single family homes. I would say, you know, 70, 75% of all the properties are houses. Uh, but we also have a fair amount of, um, you know, condos and townhouses. Uh, we manage uh, a few large apartment buildings, like uh, you know, 40 unit buildings, 22 unit buildings, you know, a few of those. They're, they're a whole different product uh, mm -hmm. than a single family home. Yeah. Um, so just uh, based on circumstances and things laying on our lap, that's how we came, came into, um, managing those properties but again they're 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 really good owners uh responsible owners take being a landlord seriously 
so we we get along really well with them. Um, they're bigger bigger jobs to handle, but you mm -hmm. know if you have a good owner and take care of the property, and mm -hmm. it, it works out pretty well. Okay. So how do you manage properties that are controlled by a homeowners association or an HOA? Yeah. Um, you know, most HOAs are fine to work with. And uh, so, you know, the homeowners association is like the people that might live there amongst in the neighborhood and stuff. But the uh, the uh, the management company, the HOA management company is who we really want to have the best relationships with. And there's not too many of them out there. There's a few companies that manage lots of HOAs. So we know pretty much all of them or a lot of mm -hmm. them. And we have a good relationship with them. Uh, it can be there's really no issues as long as people abide by the rules that the CCNRs and you know we don't have problems with people playing their music too loud or or whatever whatever violations they're having but what what causes a problem is if it's a maintenance issue like a broken pipe um, you know the unit above you know is leaking water onto your unit or your unit's the one leaking water on the one below so that that gets very cumbersome lots of phone calls lots of you know, coordinating who's, who's responsible for what. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, again, it doesn't happen all the time, but when it does, um, it can be uh, no fun. It's you an know. added layer, basically. It's Yeah, I prefer not to work <clears throat> with HOAs. I'd also prefer not to work with home warranties. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you have that question down there, but yeah, some uh, homeowners say, hey, I got a home warranty. Do you work with them? And we're like, you know, I, I just tell them, I go, a home warranty for your own home is, is great. Because you're living there and you're dealing directly with the, the home warranty insurance company. But the property manager, we're like a third party. And if there's a problem, we have no control over the home warranty and who they're sending out. That's their contract. And how soon they get there. Just everything. Right. Okay. And then so what happens is the resident, again, suffers. Mm. All right. So yeah. the homeowner might think, like, oh, I only have to pay a $65 deductible and I'm getting this thing cheap. I'm like, yeah, but it's a major hassle for everybody. Mm. So I'm... Uh, you know, um, you know, home warranty companies, I think they got a ways to go to improve their customer service. Okay. Um, but we prefer not to work with them. We can do a better job with our own maintenance people. I see the home warranty benefit to a property owner for big ticket things that go out unexpectedly. Yeah. Like the air conditioner, something like that that's five grand. But for hose bibs and, you know, leaky toilets and things that are what I call nickel and dime, I think they're more hassle than they're worth. They are. And you made me just think of something. Uh, maybe that'll be a new policy we have. Like, yeah, that's great to have that if the HVAC system goes out or, or, or whatever they're covered, a big appliance, that's great. But little doohickey things, you know, just say, hey, yeah. you know, like, we're not doing that, you know, like, yeah. we can, we like can get carve through. out. Just, yeah, just, you know, but, but the thing is, maintenance, the maintenance repair area of the business is the most cumbersome everything else if we never had a maintenance issue it would yeah. be great so that's what there, there's no two the same and it's lots of again phone calls and coordinating and blah 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 yeah. that's right. the thing that, that that makes it not a lot of fun if you have a major uh issue like a sore lateral breaks you know no yeah. it's never a good day for that to happen no. and <laughs> you know especially christmas eve just yeah all that stuff so you know but that's just we we try the best we can to um, avoid those things and uh, preventative maintenance and check those things out. And, yeah. You know. So as a question in your lease agreement that you use, is there like a dollar amount that the property owner agrees up front that if it's $500 or less, 
we're just going to get it fixed, yes. and then you're going to send the bill. So there's no back and forth. Well, you know, I want you to get that part for three dollars cheaper or no. whatever it is. <laughs> no, okay. we don't. And I'm, you know, and no, not to be arrogant or anything like that with people, but like, no, 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 um, <laughs> it, because it's just not. Uh, I like to tell people we're a for-profit business. All right. And you want me to be profitable because you want me to be there for you, you know. Um, so, yeah, there's no that hangling back and forth. Like I can get a guy that can do it for ten dollars. I'm like, I don't know anybody can do it for that price. So we don't have that problem. We really don't have that issue. Uh, if I did have somebody like that, uh, we probably wouldn't have him as a client. I think it gets back to what you said earlier is that you have standards about who you want as a client. Yeah. You know, if they're worried about the last nickel, they're not the right client for no. you. And the people that have the wherewithal and willing to let them manage, let you manage their properties for them, that's what you want. That's our, yeah, I don't, we don't need somebody as a client to tell us how to run our business. All right. Yeah. I mean, you know, all due respect, I'm just like, yeah, it's probably not a good yeah. fit, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, Pete, we do have a, a, a pre-approved $500 limit. Okay. And, uh, and, uh, and, and uh, like I tell people, I wish we never had to deal with this maintenance stuff. It's not like a profit center, right? You know? but it's just something that, that comes with the, the territory with people living in these houses, things break. And if we find that they're responsible, if they little Johnny threw an army man toy <laughs> down the toilet and caused $300 plumber, then they'll pay for it, you know? Yeah. But if, uh, something's just old and it wears out, then that's just part of the, part of the mm -hmm. game being a landlord. So, um, Anything over uh, $500, then we'll reach out to them and say, hey, the hot water heater went out and we can have somebody there this afternoon to replace it. But anything $500 or below that, we just automatically got their approval to take care of it. And they know exactly when things are happening because we sent them an email with the work order. So we don't give everybody a phone call, but they do see an email. So they see it in uh, real time when yeah. things are happening. And That's they, important. Yeah. So if they're like, they can see that and go, well, wait a minute, I just... I just replaced that garbage disposal myself a year ago. What's the problem? Well, we don't know. We haven't been there yet or whatever. Mm -hmm. And we try as much as possible to have the residents help us out. These cell phones are really handy. Take pictures <laughs> and send us yeah. pictures, you know, so we get a good idea that and we can send mm -hmm. that to the contractor and maybe they can troubleshoot it and fix the problem over the telephone whenever having to go out there. So over time, we learn how to do these things to be more efficient and save our our owners money you know, right and and have less inconvenience for the the people living at the houses mm -hmm. and but mostly less inconvenience for me okay? that's important <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay next question is do you offer properties for rent that are vacant or occupied i imagine it depends uh no we only like to deal with vacant properties they're 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 vacant uh so we like to when the people move out we like to get in there and, and if they need paint or get them all cleaned up or whatever, have them ready to go for the next people. So, so when people come to look at properties, they're not like 30 days before they move into them. Usually people are ready. Like when you approve them, they're ready to move in like this weekend or next week. And we don't want to be like, well, uh, we still work on this. So yeah. give us a few. We don't want that. So we want them turnkey ready to go. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I don't, and also because of our self showing service people can right. go look at a property anytime they want between like 8 a.m and 8 p.m and that doesn't work very well if someone's living in the property so. right right so anyway so they're all vacant okay yeah so 
So the next question is, how do you provide access to the property for the prospective tenants to view? And you mentioned something earlier called Rently. Why don't you tell us more about how that works? Yeah, Rently, uh, I, I really do believe, uh, I don't want to call it the future because it's been the present for several years now. We, um, But I do believe more and more property management companies and, and realtors will be will you be using this system. So um, uh, probably it's been probably four or five years we've been using Rently. And the way that works is you, you go to the website and there's a there's a code that you can use your smartphone and uh, you go to the property and you get a code that opens up a lockbox. And I think it costs 99 cents to get this code. And that 99 cents goes to the Rently company. It doesn't go to us, but it's the cost of maintaining the, the lock boxes and the whole organization. So um, pretty cool business model because if you had a million lock boxes across the country and everybody's paying a buck, it's a, a million bucks. So pretty cool um, because you look at one lock, but 99 cents, you know, what kind of money you making off of that? I, so, I didn't think it was a money making. Oh, I'm sure it's a money maker. Somebody's no, I, mean, I thought money. it was to, uh, to, to verify their, their, their identity. It is, it is, so, but that all costs money, right? Mm -hmm. So this 99, and I don't know that end of the business, but so we we lease these boxes. You can right. buy them or lease them, and they're like 30 bucks a month. You hang them on the, the, the property, and we've never had any problems with this. When we first started this program, uh, owners would be concerned, even our own employees were concerned. Well, what if somebody gets in there and vandalizes the place or steals something? I'm like, they're not going to go through Rently. They're going to grab a rock and break a window. I mean, like, right. why were they going to go through the trouble? So, so with that, you get this code and you have to give your, you have to take a picture of yourself. You have to give your driver's license number. You have to give a credit card number. There's a lot of security there. And uh, like I said, we haven't had a, any problems with it. So uh, you, you, you pass that, you get a code to the, uh, the prospect who's looking at renting the house and, uh, push these buttons, the door opens up, you get a key, you go. Mm -hmm. What's cool about it is um, I think you, you're you opening up the uh, to more of the public the opportunity to look at this house and helps it rent it quicker. Because mm -hmm. if you're dependent on calling Pete and saying, hey, Pete, I want, I'm going oh, yeah. to do it. Hey, look, I want to look at that house and my lunch break is tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Well, I got another appointment. Yeah. Well, what about 5? Well, I'm at my kid's baseball. It's like all this yeah. back and forth. Hey, go whenever you want. Yeah. Go whenever you want between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. And 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 really, uh, people like that better because they don't yeah. have like the used car salesman following around. Right. Yeah. They don't. <laughs> they don't need you to help them fall no. in love with the house to yeah. rent it. Yeah. They go. Know? This is great. You know. Yeah. Um, so uh, that is one of those pieces of technology that that for us really revolutionized our business. It, it made us more efficient. It took um, Jill, who was a leasing agent at the time. Um, out of running all around, and I think uh, no, no fault of hers, but not being as efficient or as effective as she could be, and now she's a um, property manager and has a more like a nine to five job five days a week before she yeah. was all over the map. You right, know? especially in the Bay Area with the traffic and everything, it can be really complicated. It can be complicated, but the worst thing is you could tell people like, "Hey, uh, you, you know, you can text people, okay, I'm coming to the property. You're going to be there because believe it or not, there's you have appointments and people don't show up. Yeah. What yeah. a waste of time." Now, if people don't show up, who cares? There's nobody right. there waiting for them. So it's really the Rently system. And, there, and there's other uh, programs like Rently. Um, but I think that it's a really uh, great tool to help your clients rent mm -hmm. their properties quicker because mm -hmm. more people can see it at a time that's convenient for them. And, mm -hmm. and it helps more people see it and it helps rent properties quicker. Thank you for listening to part one, the advantages of professional property management. 
Stay tuned for next week's episode, part two, where we continue our conversation with Joe Stokely. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. We hope you enjoy our real estate pro tips and strategies, and we encourage you to share our podcast with anyone you know who is looking to buy or sell a home. Be sure to like and subscribe, and if you're watching on YouTube, feel free to ring the bell next to the subscribe button so you won't miss a single episode. Thank you to our producer, Sam Lubman, with Painless Podcasts for making this podcast happen. I'm Leslie Whitney with Pete Sabine, and we are the five-star real estate team. Join us for our next episode of Real Estate Pro Tips and Strategies. Call or text 925-297-5335 to reach us with your questions and referrals or send an email to info at 5starrealestatepro.com.